Welcome to episode six of the Hike or Die Outdoor Adventure podcast. I am here with my adventure-loving friend Craig. G'day. And we are quite literally hiking down a trail to a campsite. So Craig, we've got two choices. I can either bang the theme song out on a couple of sticks or you can go in later in editing and then drop the theme song in. <laughs> and then we might go with plan B. Righto. Hey guys, how you doing? Thanks again for joining us on number six. Uh, I'm really excited that we've come this far. I'm really excited about the feedback that you guys are giving us. And uh, yeah, that's what, I guess that's what's keeping us going at the moment, right Craig? For sure. <sighs> How are you anyway? Yeah, good man, just um, really, really glad to be out here. I think I told you I've had a little thing where I've been pretty sick. Yeah, you were sick um, last week. Yeah, 10 days of I yeah, didn't realise it was that long. Not feeling right, yeah. And which reminds me, don't let me forget to take my antibiotics tonight. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back on track though, man. So that's good. It's uh, going to be great to be walking around tonight. Yeah, look, I just remembered because I'm a little bit out of sorts. I'm trying to hike and record a podcast. I just want to say a quick shout out to our the sponsors of the podcast, being uh, Rios Floating Sunglasses. Thanks to those guys. A uh, little bit of news on them is they've just bought out a new range and they've got a, a lot more colour options, which is pretty cool. Hey, check out that. There's a little um, robin or some kind of finch. Oh, I look further down there. A, see that bird on the path? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, how cool is that? I don't know what that is. On the ground. It's more like the size of a dove or something. <clears throat> anyway, where was I? Isn't this, isn't this interesting? Isn't this fresh? <laughs> uh, I want to say shout out to Topo Maps Plus. And also, here's something interesting, Craig. You know those National Geographic maps in the US? They're kind of like our HEMA maps here. Yeah. In a way. Well, they're actually, you can actually download them on the, onto um, Topo Maps Plus now. Obviously only in the US. All but right. still, that's pretty awesome. All right. Um, if, if, you, if you're not familiar with the app, you can actually choose the maps that you want to access depending on what you want to see on the terrain. So now, if you download that pack, you'll actually be able to see the National Geographic maps, which I reckon is awesome. Um, Caribbean.com. I am actually trialling a new pack as we speak. It's smaller than what I'd normally use. It's only 70 litre, but since we're only doing an overnight, I figured I could probably cut down on a few things. Leave the um, carton of beer at home and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and last but not least, Blue Merino. Um, yeah, again, wearing some Blue Merino right now because it's a bit chilly, thanks to those guys. And they've got a new kind of, uh, they sent me a sample of this fabric. I've got it with me, I'll show you later. But it is the softest 
most amazing fabric I've ever felt. And like it's way softer than this shirt I'm wearing now. Mm. But they haven't yet told me what they're gonna be doing with it. Um, anyway. Watch, watch so, this space, eh? Yeah, yeah, very much so. Well, that sounds good. Yeah, so thanks to all those guys for making it happen. Now, one other piece of what I would consider very exciting news to do with the podcast is we got accepted by Spotify. So we're now available on uh, Spotify, wherever you are. Um, We're currently obviously on Podbean, iTunes, and we do put them on YouTube uh, just for those people that don't have access to any of those other mediums. But now with Spotify, I think that's going to open it up just convenience-wise, open it up to a few people. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Now, well, that's it for the housekeeping. Ah, well, good. Back, I mean, back to where we were. Holding my tongue to try and um, ask you heaps of questions about your latest. Oh, yeah. Hey, greatest. should we have a quick look at this um, lookout just for a second? Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to paint a bit of a picture for you guys while we're doing that. We have <coughs> driven a bit of a distance down some four-wheel drive tracks and we've left the cars and that's kind of given us a head start because it's quite late in the evening it's just gone uh it's five minutes past five and we're just walking down to a lookout on the way to where we're going to basically jump off the trail wow that is pretty cool that's beautiful yeah, I don't think I've ever been down here for a sunset. Usually I'm either already on my way back or I'm usually down here for sunrises. Yeah, that's great. <clears throat> so it's probably an hour and a half before it's dark. I think we've got, well, given that we're on the eastern side of this ridge, I'd say we're probably yeah, we're gonna lose light pretty quickly. Something scratching around down there in the bush. Yeah, anyway. Sorry guys, we're just admiring the view. So the plan is <coughs> we're gonna follow this trail for probably another two minutes. And there's a spot where Craig and I jump off the trail and we'll navigate our way across uh, a little stream. And then um, hopefully with still enough light we get to a spot where we can uh, set up a quick camp and keep chatting to you guys. <clears throat> so yeah, sorry Craig, you were asking me about the trip. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so there's been... Tell us everything. How long were you away for? It was, um, I think it was around something like 10 or, no, no, it was more like 12 it was about 12 or 13 days, and I did 3,000 kilometers yeah. in the car, and uh, went to Outback, Queensland, like <coughs> quite um, very, very remote areas. Yeah. Can I just add another caveat? So I'm actually getting out of breath, <laughs> and um, yeah, to anyone listening, <laughs> Apologies for um, any scratching around or anything like that, but we are actually physically hiking. 
and we're physically hiking near a spot where I completely fell over once, did I not, Craig? Yep. <laughs> yeah, Which is you... about 10 metres in front of us. Yep, you went totally I went flat over, on my yep. face. I kind of, my legs were hanging over the edge of this <laughs> kind of bank. It was... come, come back for more. <laughs> Just walking past a waterfall at the moment. So low, the water level. Yeah, it is low. That's about the last I've seen that. Although that water looks cleaner than I expected it to. But uh, look at all the vegetation growing down there. That yep. would not be there if it was flowing. No way. Look at this. We usually have to rock skip across here. <coughs> Where are we going to camp? <coughs> up the top there. Um, we'll follow this ridge up. It's not too far. But um, Sorry, where was I? <coughs> Yeah, so it was an absolutely fantastic trip and got out on a few cool little um, cool little hikes and I think as most people would know that it watch our um, well that keep an eye on our Instagram and Facebook. I posted one of my astro astrophotography shots and uh, yeah I think people People seem to enjoy it, and it was definitely one of the one of the best shots I've taken. Oh, is that the one with today. your tent? Yeah, the one with the tent and the yeah. swag and the Milky Way behind. Yeah, no, I love um, that. Yeah, I was sitting out there. It's freezing cold. <laughs> but uh, on one of the other nights, which is the night that I did the Instagram video, I actually went to bed, and then later on. That night when I woke up around midnight, I actually went out and took some more photos. Yeah, pretty different place out there, eh? Yeah, it's awesome. The so you went out right out past Winton and stuff? Oh yeah, I went um, went out past Winton. Oh, sorry, I'm just negotiating some branches. Uh, yeah, I went out to the middle of nowhere and there was one particular place uh, called Carnarvon Gorge where yeah. I took that photo. It's also on Instagram. I took that photo of some Aboriginal art. Cool. And uh, that was just, that's the first time I've ever actually seen that artwork um, firsthand rather than photographs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was really humbling. Well, we're going uphill now, guys. As you can tell by my complaining and panting. Yeah, so stand in front of that and and uh, just check it out and the level of detail that was still in it after thousands and thousands of years was uh, pretty amazing. Now. I think it's just up on this rise here, mate. Let's see if we can find a spot. Once we get set up, I'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll continue to have a chat with you. Okay, guys, we're back. We've just made a few executive decisions. Uh, I think we both found a pretty decent spot to set up our uh, <coughs> tent and hammock 
And right now, I'm just negotiating my way down the front face of a little cliff to get to a ledge where we're going to sit and have dinner. Still got my pack on, which is not ideal, but I'm doing okay. Wow, that uh, sunset looking amazing. This is a pretty good spot, man. Okay. Yeah, you gonna sit down there, mate? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Is that enough room for everything, or did you want to sit on that ledge below us? Oh, I think it's, it's okay with me. This will do us for now? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Until we drop something down there, then we'll have to go. Well, if we drop something down there, it's better than dropping it off the next ledge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you just got a stick under your butt. That's going to hurt. It's very common. <laughs> it's going to leave a mark. <laughs> All right. I'm going to get my pack off. That's my notebook. Don't lose that or the whole show's blown. <laughs> do you have um, video recording on that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What we should do is um, just kind of give an idea of where we are. Yeah. If anyone's listening and they want to jump over to YouTube, I'll chuck this bit of footage in the podcast uh, just to give you an idea of what, where we stand and what we're seeing. Yeah, it's pretty nice. can hear the little waterfall down there trickling. Awesome. Awesome, and a great to have a coffee. Let's get it, yeah. Let's flick this thing around. So yeah, that's our view. Sun's actually setting uh, behind the ridge. Craig, kind of flick this around. Hi. <laughs> so behind us up there is where we're kind of planning to to shack up for the night and right now we're going to sit on this ledge here well I don't know how much of this you're going to get in the shop but we're going to just sit here and get ourselves some coffee okay there you go mate <clears throat> all right while I'm getting my pack off I apologize for any scraping or any noises but I'll continue uh, what I was talking about earlier was the, um, yeah, that uh, Aboriginal artwork was, yeah, as I said, it was just amazing to just stand in front of it. And I did a bit more research on it. Uh, there's a few bits of information around the place and it was actually, a, that area was a meeting spot. So mm. they'd, um, I mean, who knows how often, but over thousands of years they'd meet at that same spot and then they'd kind of that'd almost be like a signature mm. they'd uh and if you have seen that photo the way they make that is by they chew up uh, well not really chew up but they put uh red dirt in their mouths it's um called ochre it's very high in iron so it's got a rusty kind of color and they swill it around with some water and then they put their hand or uh, quite often their hand, but in, in the case of that photograph you'll also see a couple of tomahawks 
some stone axes they'll hold them up against the the side of the cave and then they'll spray out this liquid dirt out of their hand and makes awesome paintings and at the same time it just it just lasts forever uh, it's just on sandstone but it's under a little ledge and it's, so I guess it's protected from the elements but I, it, like I said before it was just real humbling to be in the the presence of that um, of that artwork and kind of think of the those people that were there sure. going about their business I'm sure that uh, the oh that's hard to sit down I'm sure that the, that area meant as much to them as it does still to all of us now. This is actually a pretty comfortable spot, mate. Yeah. Once I get myself organised. So is there heaps of other art and painting? <coughs> Look, in there that is. Area? But um, for example, there was another spot where um, where it was ten kilometres. You know, so it's a six mile hike to get to this artwork. Oh yeah. I mean, I hope we make it there one day. Yeah. Because it's, uh, from the photos I've seen, it's quite spectacular and on a much bigger scale as well, through this big kind of, um, okay. whoa, I want to turn the gas off, mate. <laughs> it's, because this has got old, right? You've got to have the thing turned on slightly to close it, but I can always forget. <laughs> that was Craig's butane stove just spewing out uh, gas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, it's great out here right now. So was it like a tourist place <coughs> for the... Uh, and was it in a cave or was it just on the sort of like a... Oh, it escarpment? was... Yeah, it's called Balloon Cave. Oh, right. B-A-L-O-O-N Cave. I mean... Cave's a bit of a stretch. It's not like you actually navigate your way into this hole. It's more like um, I'd call it more like an undercut, if you know what I mean. So or an overhang. Yeah. yeah. So just like this overhang, and okay. all the artwork was up, um, I guess, at about head high, up against the wall. It was just really cool. Um, I was in a bit of a rush, and I took a couple of photos. And I'm really, really happy with the photo I took. Uh, I was kind of worried after I was driving away thinking, wow, I've come all this way. I really should have spent more time um, checking that that photograph was okay, but I was, it was fine. Sometimes oh. you have a bit of luck, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <clears throat> all right. Um, I'm going to get a jacket on first, and then I'm going to get a brew on. Now... Uh, just checking my notebook. So this episode, what we wanted to discuss in this episode was trail etiquette and then as a natural progression of that, um, I guess leave no trace principles, just that whole, whole idea behind, um, looking after all of these places that we go to i mean it's a pretty good segue from that 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 cave art because it only takes one stupid person to destroy it to destroy it one idiot and and that's been there for six and a half thousand years and one idiot ruins it in in 15 minutes you know yeah so it, it is um stuff like that's very delicate and 
Um, I'm not just talking about artifacts either. I'm, I'm talking about this waterfall that we're sitting right above um, all this area. Like Craig and I have hiked through this valley below us and it's all gorgeous and I think um, all that camera is going to take a dive. <laughs> yeah, am I going to do this? I think you need to get oh, these legs out, forwards. I know. Just spin them the other way around. Craig's GoPro was just about to take a jump over the cliff. I got it. I got it sorted. Yeah, push them down. I just want to um, pick up some amber. Have my hands free for a minute. Yeah, <coughs> cool. Um, so anyway, yeah, Craig, what, what, uh, what's your straight up? What's your first thoughts on those those sorts of ideas? Hmm. Well, it's a pretty important topic. I don't want us to sort of either sort of talk about it like we're preaching either. Um, no, I thought about it this week and sort of um, so, something I was conscious of was doing an entire podcast where, yeah, we were basically complaining or yeah, whinging about others, whinging and, about things we don't and, like, and then and how good are we? At, yeah, they're we exactly don't do right. All these things, and do we? um, <laughs> we're not perfect, yeah. um, but I think. Uh, doing your best and, and being conscious of it is definitely the first step. But yeah, that, it was really, it was hard for me to kind of <coughs> think of how this, how we could construct a podcast that wasn't just, yeah. don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, yeah. I hate this. And also, you know, I'm a, I'm a whingy, a whingy uh, person anyway. <laughs> not, not whingy, that's not the right. I have my opinions and when things grind my gears, man, I'm happy to tell you about it. Uh, so I didn't want this to be a whole podcast where um, Tom gets the shits at everything that everyone else does in the world, because it's not like that at all. Yeah, but I think if we talk about anything like that, it has developed. It has developed for me, like changed a little bit from when we started. And oh yeah, we've I definitely approached many things differently too. Yeah, to when we first came out. Well, it's not too bad. I'm kind of ready to talk about it a little bit now. You know, like I. I've had um, moments where it's it's come up, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I mean, just um, just as we came, funnily enough, just as we came down, climbing down that cliff face, I thought I just want to be real careful about negotiating without kind of scraping my feet down all of this lichen, because even though this lichen here behind us. Mm is um, it's having a rough trot because it hasn't rained here for a while. As soon as that got rain, that will all come back. And if you go ahead and Disturb scrape it all. it all off with your feet, yeah. it's ruined. And something I read during the week, which kind of mortified me a bit, was um, if you um, knock lichen and similar sort of mosses off a rock, you actually they won't repair in your lifetime. No way. Yeah. So think about the magnitude of the effect that you're having on the environment when you think, well, it's okay if I, if I scrape a bit of that moss off while I'm being too lazy to walk around. I'm just mm. gonna clamber over this rock, take, the, take a bit of moss off. It'll be fine, nature will fix it. Well, yeah, nature will fix it. But as this article said, it's not gonna happen in your lifetime. So right. the next people that walk down there for the next 50, 60 years are gonna see this scuff 
yeah. mark. And I, I just think, um, you don't want to be walking through the wilderness on eggshells, but areas that are quite pristine, you do want to sort of sit back and observe rather than be a part of um, ruining them. Now, what I was thinking of, the first kind of question that came to mind for me as I was putting together my notes was, why do people come hiking? Or why do people, why do people come out into the outdoors? Mm. And when, and when I thought about that point, and framed it that way to myself, that's when I kind of realised that you could ask a thousand people, and a thousand people will have different answers. Exactly which, why it's difficult to exactly talk about exactly because my reason for coming out here, let's say for argument's sake, I came out here today mm. and I brought out massive telephoto lens and I really wanted to just come out here and capture some bird life, take some photos, right? Yep. Then that's great. Excellent. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. I love that. Yeah. But then to get um, cranky at the... Um, at some hikers walking past, having a, having a you know just a quiet conversation, because their hiking poles are going click click click, and you, the birds you've something. disturbed the bird yeah. and um, scared everything away. And no. so then, if you're getting upset about that, you know what I mean? It just it's just open and like it can't work. It's complicated because it's you got to consider everyone, but that's right. <clears> at the same time, you know you, how you're gonna. Everyone's got a different aim out, a different objective out here. That's right. So you don't really know how to be considerate all the time. No, it is difficult. Uh, but like I said, that to me, that, that actual question made me realise how difficult it was. Like, it's way more difficult than um, um, just saying, well, everyone, we're just going to have this blanket agreement that we all do X, Y, Z. That, that's probably a good guideline, but... Mm. You and I like to go full driving, um, off-roading, that sort of thing, and there's four-wheel drive tracks through here. And right now, what was that noise? Cow. Was it? Must have come way off that ridge over there. I think so. Yeah, you're probably right. So sorry, what I was saying was we're up so high right now on this cliff that we can see so far and the sound travels that <coughs> if there's a full drive to go down you see straight ahead that dirt patch crate <coughs> oh yeah yeah you recognize that or is that the rocky hole <coughs> no 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 rocky holes oh that's that little quarry section it's on the, the way quarry down where to the national yeah, yeah. parks um collect boulders or gravel and go and repair roads and stuff like that right um but that just shows you how um, far we can see. And if a four-wheel drive was cruising through there now... Yeah, they do shoot down there, it, don't they? They do, and I guarantee you we'd hear it. And then we could sit here and say, geez, all we wanted to do was hike here, <laughs> sit on this ledge, watch this sunset, and have some bloody peace and quiet, mate. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, they're totally... And that could be us sometimes. Oh, it is. You've got to go down there sometimes. Well, you've got to go down there to get to some of the other hikes that we do. And it's not all just about... Um, oh, you see those white cockatoos? For sure. That was cool. Yeah, they're hanging out down there. 
I wonder if the, the screeching will come up on the audio. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so it, it's, it's really difficult. It's a tough... I have to say that I even contemplated <coughs> avoiding this topic because I know it's going to be hugely controversial. Uh, <coughs> but I'm if sure we're not we... here to have these conversations, <laughs> then... I'm sure we've pissed people off in the past, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I particularly when we started. On a daily basis. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean hiking, not just in general. <laughs> Sorry for all the rustling. I'm going to chuck on my jacket because. Um, hey, do you want to just chuck some water in this and we can share a boil or what? That's a good idea, yeah. Have you got some, though? Oh, oh you don't have water in that. <clears throat> I'm in actually bottle? only a touch. <laughs> Oh, I got he- I got heaps here. Sorry, it's all right. I got heaps here. Yeah, cool. Get it out. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I was contemplating maybe just not touching this topic, but as I said, if there's, yeah, <clears throat> if we're we're going to have to navigate tough topics sometimes, and as you say, um, no doubt we've we've pissed people off when we've been hiking. Um, as you say, probably more so when we started. Hmm. Um, I don't know, just, I don't know, I'm trying to think how, but. <laughs> oh, I remember that time <clears throat> we camped in a pretty awesome spot in Leamington and um, it's not called Bethongable. It was the one the night before that when it really stormed. Remember it came down real heavy? Oh, yes, yes, and yes. And we were yes. kind of camped close yes. to that <laughs> lookout. Well, that, that was. What was it's that funny called? you should bring that up. That was Echo Point. Echo Point? Yeah. Right. It's funny you should bring that up because <clears throat> one of the principles, uh, I will read these out. I think it's the first one. Geez, I'm going to need a head torch soon. Yeah, the first principle of seven for um, Leave No Trace, which, if you're not familiar with it, it's an organization that they kind of strive to educate people on. Um, basically how to leave the environment the way that you found it. So the next person comes along and doesn't really know that you've been there. It's an organisation? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I so thought it was just a, a concept or just a... No, well, it's their, it is a concept. It's their principles, but oh, it's right. an organisation that, that oh. um, I guess, educate people and... I haven't looked at it like that. <clears throat> yeah, no. Um, so it's lnt.org. Uh, there's also lnt. Uh, .org.au, which is an Australian version with, with a lot of the same information, but it's worth checking out. But anyway, back to my point, the first principle is plan ahead and prepare. And I thought, <clears throat> as I was reading that, uh, it doesn't really sound like a leave no trace principle to me. It's not about looking after the environment. But when I <clears throat> uh, clicked on that, link on the website and I actually read the whole spiel mm. they're talking about exactly what you just said and that is knowing where the hell you're meant to be camping yeah right yeah getting that right because that was our first mistake we'd never been there before and when we yeah we legitimately we were, thought that was we legitimately the campsite that we were at the campsite until the we next thought day. it wasn't a very good campsite <laughs> it was very small <laughs> and, and and lots of rocks and stuff and until the next day, I guess so. We hiked uh, another sort of 50 meters and went, "Oh, yeah, yeah. wow, this is the campsite." So we, we did that wrong. But I kind of looked back at it as if 
we kind of had an idea we shouldn't <coughs> be there, but we stayed there anyway. But that's not true. But no, I, I 100% thought we, yeah, we, we did. were there. It wasn't until the next day I realised that we were um, we shouldn't have been there. But it was more an issue when those people turned up. That's exactly right. So um, they've turned up for, for doing their, the right thing. For their morning tea. They've turned up having their morning tea break, and we were just almost finished packing up um, our gear. Thankfully, they didn't get there half an hour early or something because it looked like it's some gypsy camp or yeah. something, and there was clothes hanging everywhere. But <laughs> but it was a stupid mistake. I'm happy to to you know to put my hand up and say that was just really dumb. Uh, but it comes down to that first principle. We did not know exactly where we needed to be. We didn't read that sign properly. Yeah. The sign said Echo Point. It didn't say Echo Point Campground. 50 metres down the trail, it says Echo Point Campground. Yeah. <laughs> so everything was 100% our fault. And uh, we thankfully we were hammocking, so we didn't do any damage to the ground. Um, and we use very wide straps, just any, if anyone knows anything about hammocks, usually they've got these thin bits of rope that can damage <coughs> moss and bark on trees, but we use pretty wide straps, especially back then. Mm. <clears throat> so I think it could have been worse, but at the same time, as you say, those people turn up and there's these two goons there. Um, <laughs> When they Looking were... like they just got out of bed. I didn't even have a t-shirt on. I'm just there in a pair of pants. Going, oh, hi. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we weren't in the middle of the, <clears throat> of the view or anything, but... No, we weren't. They, they had to walk past us and kind of... Yeah, they had to walk past us to get to the spot where they wanted to sit. And, so... Um, well, we kind of explained it to them, like, oh, we, we got here late and the storm came and we didn't realise. But anyway, um, going back to my original point, I... So I think that that principle of saying plan ahead in that respect is, is way more valid than I gave it credit for. Yeah, no, I think your example was absolutely bang on. No, you're more likely to mess things up if you don't quite know what you're doing. Yeah, you're yeah. going to turn you're up late. Prepared. You're going to um, set up camp in, in a not an ideal mm -hmm. um, spot. You might not be able to see because it's dark and you set up lay your tent on some some kind of moss or whatever you know mm. it, it just um without that that planning you're going to run into dramas what's next um well a couple of other points under that was um jesus getting dark <laughs> yeah prepare for weather which we copped that the same night <laughs> Yeah. Um, and keep your groups small so that I guess they're not overcrowding okay. um, campsites, which is going to lead to people taking up, I guess, moving off those durable surfaces where you're meant to camp. Yeah. Oh, I really need to give you that water. Or yeah, let's, let's get going. <clears throat> I can feel that um, chill coming up from the valley too. <clears throat> you're going to have to pour it out of this, um, this bladder because... Well, maybe you could. Yeah, yeah, I can do it. <clears throat> it was just in a bit of a hurry and I thought... Is that your platypus or is that something else? Yeah, no, it's my platypus. So cool. Um, it's like a relic now, but it's... Um, yeah, it's still kicking along. I love so the, well. the cover. Oh, yeah. It um, Not only does it keep it nice and cool in summer, but it stops it from getting stabbed by something in my bag. 
Mm. That would be my ultimate um, fear, I reckon, is hiking for six hours to a place that we know doesn't have water and then you get there and you, you've pierced the bladder and it's all leaked out the bottom. <laughs> that takes a hose, doesn't it? But you haven't Yeah, yeah it in. does, yeah. but the hose is threaded through the... Right. Um, the straps of my other pack and I'm just yeah, running this new pack tonight and I thought I just don't even need the hose. Alright, you want to try, try and pour it that's right. Try not pour it on my camera and your camera and my mm. audio. That is just water going into a pot, I promise you, listeners. That's good man, thank you. It's heaps. <clears throat> I don't need any for, um, for cooking purposes, mate. I've got yeah, I've got a couple of litres in the bag. What do you got for dinner? Um, Asian noodles. Ooh. I think. Very good. International noodles. International? That's more politically correct. <laughs> I think that's what you call them. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have uh, last night's spaghetti bolognese that I didn't eat. Have <laughs> you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I quickly ran to the fridge. It was half an hour before you got to my place. And I thought, oh no, I don't have any food prepared. And mm. <clears throat> I looked in the fridge and there it was. A little package of uh, spaghetti bolognese. Okay. I need to get my head torch out so I can read some notes. <clears throat> yeah, get on with it. Tell us yeah, what's got. Yeah, it's going to get dark. <laughs> <laughs> that's not... No, it's uh, not silly to say. It's going to get this real. way, if you're looking at that GoPro footage now, it'd be pretty much... Yeah. Um, you wouldn't see any. I think it's shot. Oh. Won't be much footage now. I know I am scratching this microphone and I apologise. Yeah, I bought some leftover pancakes. Leftover pancakes? So they're already in pancake form? They're, they're cooked. Oh, wow. Cooked. But I'm going to be able to munch Exactly them. how many pancakes did you bring? I might have brought about six or eight. Oh. So, is that feel enough free. for a yeah. friend? Yeah. <laughs> this is sounding pretty good. <clears throat> okay, get myself organised. This is just magic here tonight. Yeah, good. Nice and warm on these rocks. Yep. All right. Back in the game. <clears throat> Craig's just boiling up some water there. I think I've got my coffee and stuff easily accessible. Okay, so the other thing I thought, Craig, was actually moving through those, these seven principles no doubt it's going to spark off some uh, either some experiences that we've had or uh, or other um, other topics. Yep. So the second one is uh, <clears throat> travel and camp on durable surfaces. So stay on the trail, um, camp on the the surfaces that are put there for camping. Is that their second principle? <clears throat> That's their second principle. Oh, okay, good, yeah. And 
if you frequent a lot of uh, popular trails, you'll see, see that they actually, national parks usually do a pretty good job of clearing a little uh, durable surface where they want you to, where they want to encourage you to camp rather than kind of scraping away leaves and stuff. Mm. Yeah, taking shortcuts is a bit of a big no-no. Now, if you're familiar with what we do, a lot of the time we are quite deliberately going off trail. Mm. And a lot of the times the reason we're going off trail is because we want to get away from everyone else. But I think there's a certain art form in, in going off trail and not uh, just hacking your way through some pristine rainforest with a machete, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, quite often where we go, there's usually um, game trails where you can kind of follow those and that's doing much less damage than carving your own path yeah but where you can stay on the trail and <laughs> well absolutely i can't you know what i can't stand here's gripe number one people that shortcut switchbacks i oh, know just through little just just to shortcut a trail that's shortcut stupid. a trail by 15 meters absolutely i can't i just cannot comprehend if they think that's a life hack or something yeah <laughs> yeah that gets on my and i think that nerves. same principle they just mean don't widen the trail too so try and exactly don't widen the trail try and yeah a really good example of that is in i've hiked the overland track in tasmania twice right and one of the key rules they have is even if it's um muddy and wet um you basically do not walk around the trail okay so you walk straight through it get your boots wet uh, walk through the mud because if every single person got to that mud hole and went around it not only are you going to carve out new paths but oh, then yeah. they would collapse into the mud hole and it would erode and uh, mm. you can imagine what hundreds of people a month are going to do to a, a popular trail like that yep Yep, no, you've got to keep from, you know, making it a metre wide when it should just be single file or whatever. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, point number three. Oh, another big one, so to speak. Dispose of waste properly. By waste, they mean rubbish okay. and... And... No, all sorts of waste. Ones and twos. Turds. Turds. Logs. <laughs> cables. Uh, that's the, the only things that come to mind at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And if you think of any more, drop them in. Pardon the pun. Um, I, I guess that was the most obvious one when I thought early on about this kind of issue. Uh, it's just about rubbish, you know. You just don't leave rubbish and don't... Yeah. Um... Don't litter and destroy the um, yeah the poignant landmarks on the way and stuff. So yeah, it's I'm not going to go into the in the full details, but <clears throat> quite simply, if you pack rubbish in, pack it out. Yeah. If you carry it in, how lazy can you be not to carry it out? I just don't understand it. And mm -hmm. digging holes and shoving rubbish down there is not the solution. Uh, digging holes and dropping a turd down there. Now that is a solution. 
<laughs> in fact, it's a recommended solution. Recommended solution. In most situations, they suggest six to eight inch deep hole six and at eight. least 200 feet from the water. And I'll tell you something real interesting. Uh, if it's not obvious, the reason you want to keep it away from the water is so that it doesn't um, leach or yep. the rain comes, it doesn't leach into that water supply and then okay. you've got all sorts of crazy stuff um, um, going downstream. The reason that you want to get the depth of the hole around that is, now I think, is that around 30 centimetres? No, it's not. 15 inches will be so. So it's a bit shy of 30 centimetres, a bit shy of a foot. I guess. That's really deep. Yeah, well, 12 inches is a foot, right? Sorry, if we sound completely stupid, we've got a metric system here in Australia, so. <laughs> very clever metric yeah, system. Yeah, okay, so, very clever metric system, which means we don't have to calculate inches, all right? That's just defending myself before I get emails saying how stupid we are. Idiots. Uh, so my point is, it's not a foot deep, it's, somewhere around two-thirds of a foot deep. Okay. Now, the reason it is that depth is because it is the optimum depth for bacteria to operate, go to work on that um, turd burger mm. and pull it apart, pull the nutrients out and distribute it yeah. underground, right? If it's too deep, I believe it doesn't have that the warmth all the sun and everything so it doesn't compose as quickly wow if it's too shallow you're leaving yourself open for animals to to detect it and dig it up um and or rain or something like that coming along and, and exposing it again so it's um yeah it's interesting hmm. to to kind of know more about that and uh now something they did say was even a year later if you dig up some kind of excrement there can still be really dangerous pathogens in it but the alternative is much worse so it is better to get them way underground um i mean if if it has to happen i'm one for kind of um oh bat just flew past us again that's two podcasts we've done out in the wilderness friendly and bats. Had friendly bats Mm. Little microbats flying above our heads. Awesome. Uh, okay, let's move along. So, where's the, where's the poop? coffee? Where's the oh. coffee? Oh, what, am poop. I supplying the coffee as well? Well, it's gone and it's dark and I can't Don't find you it. Do you have a torch? No. I Why don't. didn't you bring a torch? Because it was it was not dark. No, but did you bring a torch on this trip? Yeah, but it's up at the pack. Oh, here we go. That's not coffee. Mm. What did you do? Well, I you didn't give me yours yet. No, I didn't give you mine. I had I'm one make my own. that what I brought with, with me, and I don't know what I did with it. I'm feeling like I've got a lot of blame coming, a lot of heat coming my way, and it's not from that stove. <laughs> I just know that the water's going to go <laughs> You're cold. It's a very accusatory tone. I, I, I don't, the, what, I don't what have do answers. Coffee, Tom. I don't have answers. I don't want to have to stand up. They're not the fall dark. off that cliff. No. Why don't you stand up? Yeah. Just can't see it though. What are we looking for? What it's was it? It's a little sachet. The um, uh, the, long, not the kind of standard ones we use. Long, long skinny ones. Uh, I haven't touched. Could be in my pocket, see, but off. Boy, you're gonna there. look real, real guilty, man, when you find that in your pocket. <coughs> and I had nothing nah, to do with. You had nothing to do with the it. Loss of it. I, oh, I'm sure. Did I just touch the mic? Probably. I don't know, but 
<clears throat> anyway, if you can't sit with your torch, well, no, it's not. Then there well, do you one. want to take my torch and have a look over there? Mm. Did you chuck it down over that side? Did you chuck it off the cliff? <laughs> Leave no trace. <laughs> Leave no trace. You better get down and get that. Oh, Hang on, I've got a uh, torch now. Not only is it controversial uh, <coughs> argument, but mate, yeah, you can't just leave that. It must you can't be just a, leave that shit. Must be on my person somewhere. <laughs> I must have left it up there. I'm gonna have to borrow a coffee off you, Tom. I don't have those coffees tonight. Oh, something different. I got coffee bags. Okay. Is that alright? Yeah, I just seriously brought one, but I. I don't know, man. I didn't see it. At no point did I see um, a coffee sachet. It's going to be all right. It's all going to be okay. Well, I'm happy to proceed with the podcast. Okay. As, um, as soon as I get an apology. I'm very sorry, Tom. Okay. I know it's not on your side <laughs> of, the, of the ledge. Um, <sighs> it's probably do you here. think... It, you reckon it's in there? Or did it come out of your pocket on the way down? Nah, I'd probably just didn't bring it Did you it take that bucket? Bucket? Did you take that bottle out of there? Oh, it might be inside there, is it? I don't think I took it out of there. No, I wouldn't have. <laughs> oh, anyway. I've got, um, I've got a coffee bag or I've got instant, and I've got um, real milk. All right, whatever you got, we'll throw it in my cup here, please. Okay. It's just sitting on top of my bag there. Up to yeah, it probably is. <clears throat> I bought exactly two coffees, and now this is gonna be the last time you go hiking with me, isn't it? <laughs> oh, that smells so good. Yeah, Tim's is pretty good. Oh, I just ripped a tiny hole in the top of that, I think. Oh, no, it's okay. There you go. Hmm. Now, adhering to the Leave No Trace principles, I've folded up that little tiny coffee bag and I've put it back in a Ziploc bag that I bought it in with. All right, that's going to be good for me. Okay. Is it um hot? I mean, is it boiled? It boiled before. Do you want me yeah. to boil it again? Um, you touch it. Oh, hot. Did I just... Oh yeah, that's hot enough. Okay, let me just chuck a tea bag. Uh, sorry, a coffee bag in here too. Wow, this has quickly turned into a day in the life of podcast. <laughs> Pretty much. Do you take sugar when you have those... No, I Dodgy no. ones. No, thanks. It's the only time I um, indulge in the white poison is when I'm... Uh, oh, that and cake. Of course, that's different. Okay. I'll get this in here and then you can put it back over the other side mm. next to that coffee sachet that you lost. I'll find it straight away. Here you go. Oh. Good. <clears throat> Do you want some milk? What sort of milk? What are you doing with milk? You Putting brought it little... in the coffee. <laughs> oh, you mean what oh, you got little, milk? little cups of milk over there? Yeah, you know when we stopped at those. Um, mm. Do you want one of them? 
Yeah, I have a splash is all I want, but well, you probably... pretty much is only a splash. It's up to you. Um, if, if you only use a tiny bit, I'll use the rest. Don't worry about that. Okay, well, I'll just use a little tiny bit and you can have yep. the rest because I just like a colour. <clears throat> yeah, no worries. Shall I continue? Go on. Oh, very good. Um, principle number four. Leave what you find. Um, yeah, we've kind of touched on this a bit. Fairly simple. Don't bring your hatchet and start making furniture and mm. stuff like that. Um, don't knock down trees and everything just to make your campsite. Uh, yeah, fairly simple. I'm happy to move on from that. Yeah. Number five, minimize campfire impacts. This one here is interesting because it loops back up to the first principle, which is plan ahead, right? Because if you didn't plan ahead properly and check out the National Park's website and the late current warnings and stuff like that, and you say, I'm going to hike into this spot, take all my food, light a campfire and cook, and then you find out that um, there's a fire ban on mm. and you can't do that. You've got one or two things that are gonna happen. You're going to um, either have a pretty shit night with cold food mm. or you're gonna break those rules and potentially put um, you know, the entire landscape in jeopardy because you were too stupid to, to listen to the warnings, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm just getting my teaspoon of spork. Uh, so yeah, that one kind of... Um... But the other thing is, remember that time we got to... It was, this was a Lamington hike as well. Mm. And <clears throat> as we walked into this campsite, it was an absolutely beautiful campsite. And there was that rock ledge. And I thought, oh wow, this is, um, this is awesome. And I went to put my backpack down on the ledge which would have just sat there nicely and given me access to it. And someone had had a fire there and all the, the rock, and not only was all the moss and everything burnt off it, but it was just covered in black yeah. soot and yeah. there was still coals there, like they hadn't even tried to disperse the coals or anything. So I literally couldn't put my bag there because I would have had... Um, it would have just got filthy. We couldn't sit there, which was a perfect little rock ledge for sitting and eating at dinner. We couldn't sit there. And not only that, but it's 100% non-negotiable. Um, you're not allowed to have fires in that national park. So, mm. yeah, that was disappointing me. I remember being quite um, peeved off at that. Yeah, you always see, see sights from fires and they're always in the nicest little spot under a ledge they are or something. In, that's exactly right. They're in the perfect spot. where you want to go and sit down. Yep. Remember that other um, uh, Northbrook Gorge? That's what I mean. I think, oh, you're yeah. thinking about that? Yeah. yeah. And some people have gone to the most idyllic little spot. They probably stayed the night and had a little fire. Yeah. And then had a fire and uh, just walk away and leave the fire and it's burnt all the sandstone. Yeah. Um, well, if you've got to do that, just make sure you just clean up the fire afterwards. And I guess you shouldn't even be having one there, right? Well, there, no, you shouldn't be. Like it'd be like us having one here tonight. Yeah. Like we just shouldn't be having one here. But, yeah. um, but Craig's right. If you're going to go ahead and do it, or even if you do it on 
you know, private property or whatever, um, you know, spend the time to kind of put everything back how you found it. Uh, unless it's a dedicated um, fire pit, which sometimes the national parks here in Australia will put some rocks in a ring and kind of um, yeah. encourage you to use that rather than just making your own fires everywhere. Ooh, number six. Respect wildlife. That's pretty easy. Not one I need to go into detail. Never feed them. Absolutely don't feed them. First of all, the diet that we choose to have does not suit animals. And second of all, um, especially if you want to think about um, other, other places around the world, you start getting um, animals used to humans and thinking that they're a good food source and all sorts of things um, start to go wrong there. Yeah. That's a bit of a no-brainer. Well, I say that as a no-brainer to me. It's not a no-brainer to every single person who's new to the outdoors. No. The other one is, um, at the sub-point of that was to observe wildlife from afar and kind of not put any pressure on it. So if you see some animals, you sort of hang back, photograph, do whatever you want, but not just kind of charge in, you know, like two-year-olds do when they see a bloody... Uh, um, Unless you're a seagull or something at the beach, they just charge them. <laughs> Unless you're carrying a bow. Yeah, a, bo a what? A bow? Yeah. <laughs> or um, you're, you're trying to. Or if you're um, you're trying to catch him. Yeah. Or if you're. Uh, but, oh, what's his name? Steve Irwin. Oh right. No, I think. Um, yeah. Give him some yeah, space. That's a pretty simple one. That yeah, one. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> um, now people are gonna say. Well, that's funny, Tom, you are such a hypocrite because in this exact national park, on the same day, you gave a mm. python a pat on the tail and scared it. And they'd be 100% correct. Mm. You're so, putting yourself into <coughs> that Irwin category there, uh, playing with it when you should have left alone. Yeah, I, I should have just left alone and observed it. Now, this on this next ledge up, 20 meters from us where I saw that huge snake. I didn't, I stayed well back from him because I thought he had the capabilities of killing me. Jesus. <laughs> um, but yeah, the other one, I just gave it a little pat on the tail and I didn't particularly appreciate it. And if you want to be, if you want to absolutely stick to this principle, then that's out of line. Um, yeah, look, there's a time and place for interacting with nature and I think you need to use some common sense. <clears throat> Number seven, seventh and final principle. Be considerate of other visitors. This is difficult because as we discussed, you brought up a very valid point. It depends what you are in this environment for. Mm -hmm. As to what you consider being considerate or the consideration you would like given to you yeah. is different for every single person. Yeah. Uh, so it's probably the most difficult one to define. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> some of the sub points were quite simply respect others, avoid being too loud and noisy, and camp away from trails. Um, now that's they're referring to places where there's not designated campsites, like when we camped, uh, when we hiked in Girawine, mm-hmm. we were given permission by the National Park to uh, camp um, off trail, not at defined campsites. But the information that I was given over the phone was, um, please don't camp within, I think she said 50 or 100 metres of any any trail or any monument, anything like that, because uh, much like that other situation we found mm. ourselves in, yeah, people, want to walk people doing the right thing, hike along, and there's, um, you know, two idiots getting out of bed, giving themselves a scratch and wiping um, sleep from their eyes, you know. Be considerate of others <coughs> or respectful, avoid noises and camp away but i'm just surprised like if that's that point i thought they'd be saying you know always sort of acknowledge as well you should always say good day don't you reckon oh i don't know man when you walk past someone or if if you're in a remote area and someone hasn't seen someone for anyone for a little while it's nice to just acknowledge you don't have to but is that a i think you're moving out of a, a a leave no trace principle and into a Ethics, which is fine, which is fine, because I don't mind having an ethical conversation with you, but I think that conversation falls outside of leave no trace principles, if that makes sense. So, yes, I think it's great to be courteous and friendly. Right. But I don't think that is part of that that principle. I don't think that it, it should be a rule that if a ranger sees you not smile or wave to someone, you get kicked out of the park. Oh, I see. <laughs> it's not an offence. It's yeah, and I mean, none of these things are offences, but they're just kind of common sense things. But it's funny you <clears throat> bring that up because I wrote a whole bunch of notes and um, prior to going through those leave no trace principles, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> and some of the things that I covered in my notes um, actually popped up in those principles. Give me, you got a list of stuff there, and, I, and I'm not going to double up on anything I've mentioned, but shoot shoot one of yours at me that uh, it might not be a leave no trace principle, it might just be something that you think is trail etiquette. Um, well, just little thing. Well, there's one here that's controversial, no smoking. Mm. I think that's interesting. I see both sides to that. I used to smoke, and I think what better place to have is no is no walls here. It's, yeah, interesting. It's interesting discussion, but I think there are some areas on the trail where it's sort of a congr- you know, like a, an area where people sort of congregate. Well, let me tell you this. Yeah. <clears throat> In Australia, you're not allowed to smoke within ten meters of any campsite. All right. You're not allowed to smoke within 10 minutes. Even if you're the only person there? 100%. Really? 100%. You will get fined on the spot. Obviously, it'd have to be someone come to find you, but I guess... That's right. But if a ranger walked in and you're sitting in the middle of the campsite... You're in trouble. um, (laughs) Sucking on a cancer stick. (laughs) You're in trouble. You're not allowed to smoke within 10 metres of 
any, you know, like picnic benches, the yeah. barbecue areas. Yeah, see, immediately I go, well, <clears throat> if, if you're indoors, fair enough, you've, mm. you're sharing in the air, but out here... No, is, yeah, so no, it's that's good. That's interesting. So here, and here's the other one, 10 metres of any kind of attraction. So that lookout we were at... Fair enough. That lookout, as you say, people congregate there. Yeah, yeah. You, you bring your kids there to the lookout. Okay. You bring your kids to the waterfall lookout. You cannot stand there having a smoke. Yeah. Um, but you can, um, I think, gee, I hope I don't get this wrong. I think you're, you'll be okay to sit where we are now and have a cigarette. But you would have to consider the um, the fire aspect. Yeah, right. right yeah. So Take your whilst it you. might be legal and not against park rules... Uh, if you go flicking your cigarette butt off this cliff... That's an offence for sure. Well, first of all, it's littering. Second of all, if it hits down there and sparks up something, you're in big trouble. Well, you GoPro just shut off. Uh, Craig, how about I... see if I've got one here that we haven't... Oh, here's one. This is an interesting one. Uh, toothpaste. I'm all for cleaning your teeth. In fact, I appreciate it when fellow hikers that I'm with clean their teeth <laughs> for several reasons. Right. But the um, amount of time that it takes to <clears throat> break down that toothpaste if you just spit it over some rocks or some leaves or something is phenomenal. I've walked into campsites and there's no trace of anyone being there for a long time, but it's clear as day. Oh, right. the, the splatter from toothpaste on the leaves is just there and it's a bit, well, it's a lot disgusting. It must, it must disappear with a bit of good rain. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I don't know how long it takes, but I've, I've seen it in places mm. where I think... Mm. Jeez, how long has that been there? Now, the other thing is, going back to the principle, it doesn't matter if it, it doesn't matter if it goes in the first good rain. Mm. The fact of the matter is, if you're spitting your toothpaste all over the ground mm. and then someone comes there an hour later, that's what the principles are for. It's about the next person turning up and not going, oh, well, that's not such a big deal because it'll go away when it rains. But it just shouldn't be there at all. Yeah. What I've started getting in the habit of and you shouldn't just spit it into the streams as well. Obviously, there's uh, you know a whole whole different kind of conversation there. But I get the heel of my boot and kind of you know kind of smash out a bit of a hole. Yeah. And then I um, bend over a bit and and spit my toothpaste like right into that hole. Mm -hmm. And when I'm done, um, I'll have my water bowl there because I'll be rinsing my mouth and I'll spit that onto there as well and pour a bit of water and then I'll kick gently kind of kick the dirt back in mm -hmm. and then spread the leaf and just kind of mulch whatever it is back over the top yeah fair you enough you never know it was there and uh, it's um, it's going to kind of distribute as it should through the ground okay I've got another one for you I um, shoot listened back to a recent podcast and we touched on it and I must I must clarify because I, I listened to it and I thought I'd said that you know it looks like your handiwork 
<laughs> yeah, that's funny. Because I, I, as if I'd seen did, you do that before. No, did you? Did, but I the reason I said that. that, and I must say, the reason I said about I mean, these t- cans. Tell people what you're talking about. Though, I'm talking about the cans, the, the piles exactly. of rocks that you so see people cans, have. Um, spelt, correct me if I'm wrong, it's spelt like the, um, the city. Look, there's a headlights going down there. You see that? Yeah, yeah from Forby. Yeah. Four-wheel drive. Um, just so you know, too, guys, the... Um, Last night was the blood moon, yeah. And tonight is the full moon, and it is very close Just coming to out. coming up. It's it's come up, but there's we one ridge mm. in between us and the moon, and when Starting it pops over, up. that it's going to be so bright. It's going to be daytime. It's going to be daytime. That's why I didn't bring my torch. See, I knew. <laughs> I knew. Well, you can't do anything for the next hour because <laughs> it's pitch black. But when that does come up, I'm seriously considering. Uh, Taking some photographs tonight of this valley and seeing how much I can. If we can get that pick up with a long exposure in the shot, it'll be pretty pretty tasty, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So sorry, back to um, Cairns, K A I R N S. That's not how you spell Cairns, the town. Why how you spell Cairns, the town? North Queensland. C A I R N S. Isn't that just what I said? You said K. Oh, far out. I meant C. I'm watching this four-wheel drive, <laughs> doing ten things at once. <coughs> So yeah, the um, no, it's not a K. It's a C. C. It's a C. So it's spelled the same as the town, right? Stacked up, and I thought a stack of rocks that I'd make a joke because they I didn't see them there last time I went through, and you'd been there recently. So there we go. You must have done it, but I know you don't do that, and it's a bit it's a bit off putting to see them. I don't. That's the other thing that confused me, and I think I've just solved it. In that conversation, I was confused about two things: one that you thought. I'd done that. I was a little bit. No, no, no. I didn't think you'd done it. But two, that you thought I'd been there. And then in our conversation earlier this week, I said to you, the secret spot. I was talking about down here in this valley. Mm. I didn't go, but I haven't been back there since we, I've only been there once. You went there with the girls. No, I didn't. I went to Northbrook Gorge. That's where I went. Oh, Wow. So I the next day, meant, pretty I much... I thought you meant the spot down um, Coomera Gorge. No. Oh, So man. you remember... Because that's where I saw some cans as well. Did you? That's that's where you talked about cans before. But, yes, that's right. But no, I remember... Um, now I you'd, get it. You'd talked about the girls and you running down that gorge. Yes, yes, And yes, I yes. went there pretty much a couple of days later. Yes, you did. Okay. And then I, I saw it. these... Like, there was three of them just right in the middle of the creek yep and i'd never seen them before and i i, I just made a joke it must have been you <laughs> yeah right and one yeah. of them had a big stick coming out of it like <laughs> yeah you did. Like it was a big that. totem or something <laughs> some idiots done it and i really get offended by the look of that because i like to take photos and i'd have to go and i'd almost have to go and pull some of them down before oh. i took a photo well, you, well you see you know i don't know what to say but no 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 I'm sure that that's popped up. Um, You see, I don't know. I'm going to offend... It doesn't matter which way I say this. I'm going to offend people, right? People that hike in for the day and want to do some yoga and get some selfies by the waterfall and stuff. I don't know. It's kind of like a fun thing to do or whatever. Maybe. I I don't understand it. Stack a few rocks. It kind of looks cool. Um... I, my kids love stacking rocks. It's fun or whatever, but it it um it is a in my opinion 
my humble opinion, and this will people say again I'm grumpy, it's a form of graffiti, it is showing that a human has walked there before you and as you say for photography reasons which is why you chose to go in the wilderness that day it doesn't suit you it's not being considerate but not only that is it's not a natural formation it, they really piss me off oh do you reckon it might be kids like no no, no i'm not saying it's kids kids I, under no, 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 i've seen adults do kids it under tw- no. no no i'm not saying it's kids at all like sure kids do yeah because i'm imagining you know, no, 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 adults, adults do, do it. it. I've seen them do it. And then I don't know why they do it. I'll tell you the to... only reason I think cans are okay. When I was hiking down from Coomera Gorge, uh, long story short, it's, um, it's not a trail. You actually hike up this river for eight hours or something. On the way back down, mm, yeah. I was hiking along with a mate and we were just in the zone plowing along mm-hmm. and we got to these rock pools and I thought, well, isn't this, isn't this pretty? And we kept walking and then all of a sudden I just stopped and I said, hang on a second, buddy. You see that can over there? That is the one we saw yesterday when we got off the trail. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden we got our orientation back and sure enough, that was where you one of the only points you had to jump out out of the creek onto the trail to get back to the car. Had we have missed that and hiked for another couple of hours, man, we could have been in a world of pain. Mm. And there was no signage. I don't expect there to be signage, but I'm just making the point. Mm. It's not a a defined trail. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing that saved our asses, and I'm grateful for that, but I see no other. There's also, when you hike up that gorge, you get to this almost impenetrable, there's kind of rocks, uh, what would you say, cliffs on both sides and a waterfall in front of you and you think, wow, we're going to have to swim through that and take our packs off. And I remember to the right of that, there was this little stack of cans and I thought, oh, I wonder, wonder what they're there for. And yeah. then we walked over to have a look at them. There was this trail that went behind this big boulder and you could actually just walk around this waterfall without getting into any danger whatsoever so as landmarks they're kind of valid and they have assisted me but people just stacking them up because they think that looks cool i don't know geez we've spent a lot of time on this topic of cans (laughs) and i'm really i don't like them so much right yeah right i'm finding it hard to move on oh no (laughs) oh that's all right I don't know. I'll tell you a funny... This is a funny story. It's another grumpy story, but it's a funny story. When we were at a place called Kanya Gorge, um, on that outback trip, walked through this nice little bit of rainforest and walked up to this place called Dragon's Cave. It was epic. Awesome cave. And um, I took some photos there. um, I'll probably... uh, by the time this podcast out, I'll have, I'll have probably posted them on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put it in the show notes. Anyway, yeah, cool cave, right? Sounds cool. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> All the wall looks like it's been... It looks like it's just been melted. Yeah, it looks cool. Anyway, on the way back from that, we're hiking back, and I walk past this little stream. The path goes across the stream, and there were three 
towers, so three cans there. And mm. my my boys were walking ahead of me. And I stopped and paused. And I took a couple of steps back and I picked up this rock and I just threw it and smashed them down. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I missed I missed one of them, so I picked up another rock. And one of my boys said to me, "Daddy, why are you knocking over those towers? What are you What are you smashing those towers down for?" And I said, "Look, it's a little bit hard to explain, but when you come into the wilderness, you, you want to see it um, as natural as it can be, right?" And they kind of agreed with me. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. I said, "Well." Making towers and moving things around is not how this place exists naturally. So the reason I'm knocking them down is not because I've got anything against the people who did them, but the next people that walk down that trail look down that riverbed and it's just beautiful rocks and pebbles and rainforest. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, anyway, it was funny. Inside I was laughing my head off (laughs) and I actually thought, of your comment while I was doing it I thought of your comment on the previous podcast that I had done <laughs> yeah it's all you you do them all don't you oh, oh yeah I do them oh, all yeah, yeah. Uh, that's my thing I've Jeez, got another Instagram account where I just post cans that you've made beds at highly frequented places I stack up rocks and then I do yoga poses and take photos create a monster man <laughs> hey I got one more okay that is um, shoot respect private property signs and stuff yeah that's a good one and i just think immediately to my uncle's place and uh-huh. my nana's farm and stuff and how they're always got people coming to fish on there and stuff yep and i just think it's valid to say that if it's not your land don't go there without permission there's lots 100%. of there's lots of things that could happen to you <clears throat> on the land and then the owners are liable and it's just it's it's just a, a mess it's it's 100% respect and ethics, and that is not in every person. Everyone has a different interpretation of that. Yeah, oh, sure. What does it matter? It doesn't matter. You know, who, who cares? They'll never know. Yeah, yeah. It's you, not the point. you don't own it's the river, the man. Point. But, you know. It's exactly right. So, a friend of mine <clears throat> uh, owns 6,000 acres. Yeah. You can never police it, you can never patrol it, but he's worked hard. And he owns that. It's a, it's this wilderness. It's it's like what we're looking at here, and it's it's fantastic. It's mind blowing. And I feel, when I went there with him the first time, I thought, you know, oh, if I owned that, and I knew that people were coming up the creek to fish or whatever, and even if it was right on the outskirts of my property. Yeah. yeah. I've worked hard for this. Please do not come on my property. I have the property how I want it to exist. And I go find somewhere else. Or come and get permission. Or go into the multitude of national parks that we've got. Yeah. Yeah, it's a... I mean, property in general is a big one. I think there's that unwritten law of not... um, not touching uh, other people's gear. If you drop your packs and you want to do a side trail, keep your hands to yourself, man. Do not touch. The, the only time I would touch someone else's pack oh, I get you, yeah. is if 
say for example their pack's sitting there and there was a, a bird or something trying to get into it or an animal or if it was mm. say it started to mm. rain and I thought well I could probably just have a quick look and see if they've got a pack cover I can pull it over or I can stack them under that tree that's the only time I could justify touching somebody's stuff yeah other than that leave it alone leave it alone if someone set up a tent and then they've gone out for a day hike I, forget about it stay away from it it's none of your business I still I still can't believe that people do touch other people's stuff like but, I can't be- believe that I've got to worry about my jeep up there like, you know yeah yeah but I guess I've never had such bad experiences as some and I've know. never I've never witnessed or I've never been part of um yeah. of, of anything like that but I just guarantee that. And it's not the hardcore hikers out there doing it. It's not the hardcore people um, that do it because we've all got this, hopefully got this same understanding, the same level of ethics. Mm. We're all here for the same reason. Yeah. It's the people who are doing it as a one-off or something like that or someone else is taking them. And but I've you know, heard that we, we get targeted as... Um people that go for a hike you, you leave your valuables in your car and people just yes true. i mean that's yeah exactly they see a they see shocking. cars at a trailhead well then and then you know the, the logical step is well they're obviously going to be gone for hours yeah but that's not outdoors people doing that no and they're probably okay. not going to be listening to this podcast they're not going to listen that. to this podcast it's absolutely pointless but gee whiz any, uh time whatsoever yeah Hey, I'm going to blast through a couple of mine. Okay. Uh, okay. Ooh, here we go. We talked about this on our first or second podcast, and it was music. Noise in general, but music. Oh, I get you, yeah. Yeah, again, it comes down to why you're out here. Yeah. I come out here right now, I can hear little critters in the bush I can hear that trickling waterfall and apart from that I can't hear anything and that's the way I like it if we were at a campsite and um, people were swearing and and carrying on and shouting and you know generally goofing off um, I don't I don't know it sounds weird I don't want people not to have a good time but uh, I don't know. You just got to rein it in, right? You just yeah. It's a it's a tough one. I mm. have hiked at places where other people have been extremely courteous and extremely quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, have a conversation with them, say hi, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, respect each other's. You know, don't put your tent right next to them if you can avoid it. And then I've hiked uh, in other places where. Like my dad and I hiked down to was it Upper Portals and set up our campsite there sort of around midday and then spend a lot of time down around the, the river and having a swim and everything. And when we came back in the afternoon, this group of four, six people turned up and they kind of just took over the rest of the campsite they were drinking. I don't have a problem with drinking. I've got a problem if you're going to get on it and then start being loud and swearing and everything and you want to stay up until midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's the kind of camping you want to do, I don't think that's the way to do it. They lit a fire 
uh, it was a 100% no fire zone. Oh. They lit a massive fire. Here's the other thing with fires that we didn't get to before is they're dragging timber out of the forest, out of the rainforest, out of the bushland and burning that. Not only does that have creatures in it, but it's, um, it's stuff that could decompose and go back into the environment. Yeah. It's just so many things. Um, Craig, I think what I might do now, mate, is because we just seem to be going down a dark, dark rabbit hole. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to... <coughs> I'm going to do shout-outs. We haven't done shout-outs. We didn't do them last episode. Mm. So we were kind of busy. And we... Um, I just... It's, it's it's kind of um, hard for me to put into words the how much I appreciate it when people stop by and drop a comment on Instagram or YouTube or whatever because it, it takes a bit of effort, right, to sit there and, and click and acknowledge something. I think people are just in that mode of consuming content and maybe not having that level of appreciation. But <clears throat> there's a guy called um, Jeff... Patnode. Patnode? Can't remember. Anyway, thanks, Jeff. <coughs> Jeff jumped onto um, an Instagram picture and he said, um, Just caught up on the podcast on Spotify. Can't wait for the next one. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it is cool. And thanks for taking the time to do that. Uh, yeah, it just lets us know that it's... It does. Know. Well, first of all, that was shortly after we got accepted by Spotify. So straight away, I thought, well, fantastic. Somebody's um, able to access this podcast. So it, it kind of lets us know what's working. Um, taking the time out to to mm. um, flick us that note. We do really appreciate it. So thanks, Jeff, mate. Awesome job. Thanks for um, checking us out. <clears throat> now... Kate Miles, she is a Sydney landscape photographer and she just recently started following us, I believe. She's got some great pictures. Um, so yeah, thanks Kate for coming and checking out our stuff. The other one is Candace James. She also dropped a comment in the last week or so and Candace has been following us for a long time, like way back from the start. And when we had even less of an idea of what we're doing than now. And yeah, thanks Candace. Appreciate the comment. Appreciate you just dropping by to say, say g'day. That's awesome. All right, mate. Mm-hmm. Um, we've covered a lot of the stuff. I'm just looking through my, my notes here. And a lot of them we've covered or you've covered. Mm-hmm. I think that's about it. Did you have any more in your list? No. No, I don't think so, man. I think we got close to all of it. Yeah, I think we pretty much... I'll tell you, um... Just one other thing I had written in my notes was hiking poles and people's opinions. There's 
a real kind of a, when you actually look through comments on YouTube videos and stuff like that or read articles, there's a real love-hate relationship with hiking poles. It's quite funny uh, to read about it. I personally never considered hiking poles until you bought one along on a hike one time and you asked me if I wanted to try them for a while and I did and I uh, for me the the physical benefits the stability the um, ability to kind of drive yourself up a up a hill and everything uh, I'm converted I've got poles with me today Um, but (coughs) some people complain about the dents that that puts in the trail what (laughs) they do now, in their defense, when I was in Tasmania, in some of the, um, like, especially some of those mud holes, you'd go through those mud holes, and on the sides, above the waterline, there are all these spike marks where people are trying to get their balance um, whilst mm. they're walking through. What they should have done is just put the poles straight into the water, because they're, they are going to erode the edges mm, of that. Yep far quicker on a durable surface i don't think i don't think that comment is legitimate yeah um people complain about the noise like the click 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 i don't know come on like i'm just i mean that sounds like a comment i'd make and it wasn't me (laughs) i think i think they look ridiculous yeah Oh, it depends how. Like it depends if you walk. Have you seen those Nordic walker people? Oh, yeah, I know. If, you, if you're a Nordic pole walking person and you're listening, thanks for listening. I'm not having a go at you, but there, there's some funny. Yeah. There's some. There's a funny YouTube video of that um, prancer size. Have you seen that? Oh, I know. Oh, yeah, Happy funny. to say, it reminds me of that. But anyway. Uh, yeah, maybe they do. But every now and then you'll drive around the city and you'll see someone using them yeah, around the streets. Yeah, you see someone walking around the streets. That, that then I go, I'm never using those poles again. <laughs> I'm never using them to go to the shops again. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I don't have it. I, I don't mind. I, don't, I think that's a bit of an invalid point. I'm yeah. not going to give that any more fuel. What I want to say in closing, I guess, wraps us, wraps us back full circle to the original kind of question that I proposed which was why why are you out here in the wilderness why do you go into the wilderness and that answer could be different for the same person on seven different days that you ask them because they they're going there for a different reason or they have a different expectation of the experience that they want to get out of that um, that time okay Mm-hmm. So I think there's a couple of things to remember there, and that first and foremost is that whilst national parks are dedicated areas for um, the public to share, we don't own them. Like we we can't take ownership in that way and say, "I pay my taxes; the national parks belong to me, therefore I can." decimate them that's i don't think that's acceptable that's not the type of ownership we've got the type of ownership we've got is access we've got access to the wilderness access to beautiful places 
to share. And I think that's a key point there is that the leave no trace principles are there to enhance the uh, experience of somebody hiking to this exact spot we are today or hiking to this exact spot we are in six months. They don't want to see a lost, discarded coffee sachet, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They don't want to see any rubbish here. They don't want to see all the lichen scratched off the rocks. And I'm sure it goes further into the future too, mate. Oh, it, exactly. Much, much, much further. I think that um, it takes a certain effort. It takes extra effort to leave, to, to kind of navigate your way through the wilderness and leave it how you found it. Uh, you know, the quick example of that is people let shortcut switchbacks. It, it, yes, it takes extra effort for you to walk around and use the trail properly, but long term, I've seen so many trails where the national parks then had to come in and put logs all across the shortcut mm. because it was starting to get eroded, and then people would, nobody was taking the proper path. Um, just like when we climbed down this cliff tonight, it takes effort not to just be lazy and not take the other things into consideration. Now, it's one thing I said at the start of the podcast is I don't want people to go into the wilderness, feel like they're walking on eggshells. But at the same time, if you add 10%, um, what's the word for it? If you give 10% of your attention to this, I think it's going to make a big difference to everybody's future enjoyment of areas. Absolutely, mate. That's awesome. I'm just watching that moon rise. And it's spectacular. Yeah. Yeah, we've got it lucky right now. Yeah, we've got it lucky. That beautiful moon's just coming up over the edge, lighting up the whole ridge we're sitting on. Yeah, because of one tree, we've probably got another hour before it's directly shining on us and we'll actually be able to work on our tan. Yeah. <laughs> Good. All right, guys, I think I'm going to leave it there. Uh, again, you know, Craig said this at the start and so did I. I hope this hasn't come across as a big negative um, podcast or episode. It's just more about, I think, um, sharing with you some of our deeper kind of philosophies around why we're here and what we're trying to achieve and, and ultimately how we want to leave the place. So thanks for listening. As always, we're going to sit back for the rest of the evening, mm. get the cameras out, take some shots. Uh, I don't know if I should have another coffee this late. We've also got to go and set up our beds. We'll leave it there. Thanks, guys. Thanks. If you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, we'd really appreciate your ratings and comments if you can spare the time. If you'd like to know more about Hike or Die TV and keep track of our adventures around Australia, make sure you drop by hikeordie.com. That's where you'll find all the information you'll need to follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or Pinterest. As always, we appreciate your support. Thanks for listening.